Hello and welcome to episode 263 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And uh, we're going to try not to get too distracted and we're going to get through <laughs> these cards this week. And so we're going to talk about blue through the multicolored stuff yep. of, um, what's it called? Of Murders of Karlov Manor. That we are. Uh, we started last week. I had a couple rants that I wanted to get out of the way, so we did that. And then we did white last week. So we're going to finish out the other four colors, talk about the multicolored stuff. Um, I didn't find anything super interesting in the artifacts. Um, I mean, we can mention the land cycle, but yeah. I don't think they're, the lands are that interesting. So I didn't think they were worth specifically discussing. Yeah. All right, so if you want to reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Discord, uh, X, uh, X, just uh, all those links are in the description, even email. You can get a hold mm -hmm. of us and say, hey. Absolutely. Hit us up. Let us know what you think about the show. Let us know if you got any show ideas. Uh, we're always open, to, open for feedback. If you're looking to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Follow that link on over to TCG Player. Anything you purchase will help to support the show. We would greatly appreciate it. It doesn't cost you guys anything extra. You're going to be buying the stuff anyway, and we'd appreciate it if you helped us out. Uh, the other way is with our Patreon. If you want to support us more directly, uh, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. You can chip a couple bucks in. You get access to our show notes. You get access to our pre-show. About another hour's worth of content out of us every week. And you get put on my mailing list for when I have some cool stuff to send out to you guys. Or if you just want to support the show and don't care about any of that, you're welcome to sign up that way as well. Patreon.com slash CasualTryHardMTG. Yeah. So get right into it here? Sure. All right. So first up, we have Deduce. Deduce. Now, now this and a... Uh, um. Uh, and another card we're going to talk about, I think, kind of fit into the blue red um creativity decks. Mm -hmm. So deduce is one and a blue for an instant. Draw a card and investigate. Mm -hmm. So it is the classic four, four mana, mana draw, draw two. two set mechanic that we've seen yep. since um. Aether Revolt or yeah, Kaladesh? I, um, yeah, Kaladesh, I guess. Because it was a glimmer. Yeah. I think the, the difference here is that the set mechanic typically added more to what the card did. Mm -hmm. Where in this case, like making a game object, like we know making a game object is impactful, right? But... A clue token, I don't think, is typically as impactful as whatever the set mechanic has been in the past. Like, is is the second card being a game object better than a surveil or a scry? No, but the thing is, is like, like this is now on the installment plan, right? Right. So you get to pay like it gets to help you hit your third land drop, mm -hmm. and it gives you a game game object if that is valuable. And also, like, if you're going to... You can play this at the end of your opponent's turn, mm -hmm. not draw your land, and then crack your clue after you drew your card on your turn. Mm 
To try and get your land? Yeah, so, like, to hit your third land drop, you get, like, an extra look at it compared yeah. to... You get two extra looks at it compared to if you had, like, a... Uh, whatever the, the jumpstart one was that was... All the four mana ones. Wasn't, um... The one from Kaldheim. That was, like, on the installment plan also, though. It was... And that oh, was still... That was still better than this, right? That was Behold kind the Multi... It was Behold the Multiverse. Yeah. It was pay two, then pay two, and get your two cards. Yeah. So it's it's similar, right? But that one also had, like, a scry or something on it, right? Did it? Um, I do not... Uh, I do not remember. Uh, no, scry two, then draw two. Yeah. Yes. So is... Th- that's what I mean. Like, this is very similar to that, mm-hmm. but... It, you're giving up the scry for a game object. Like, it, is the fact that the second card is a game object worth scry to? Um, my thought was yes, in that uh, it is a target for creativity. That well, sure. Like in that, I just kind of meant in general. In like general, I, I know you have a I specific use case that you wanted. To talk I don't about, know. But. Um. But the fact that you pay the two mana and you get the card up front as opposed yeah. to paying two, then having to then pay two on turn three. Yeah. Right? Like, because, like, in theory, you, like, tap out on your turn two to foretell. Mm-hmm. And you leave yourself open and there's a, you know. That's if this, true. If this card makes it somewhere else, there's a certain blue-white two mana yeah. spell that you might want to keep up on yeah. turn two. Right, yeah. where then if you don't have to use your your make disappear or whatever, then you get to mm-hmm. deduce, as mm-hmm. opposed to you're committing to using the mana for behold. Yeah, like on turn two. I gotcha. But I'm not I'm not sure. Like it's compared a lot to think twice. Yeah. Right, which was yeah. like a playable card a million years ago, but so was right. Siege Rhino. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess this is very close to Think Twice, isn't so it? So it's very Think Twice's, where instead of flashback, you're just, like, you have the game object. Yeah. And then, like, if you have any use of the game object, any triggers, right, there's a lot of the blue, like, blue-red artifacts used to not be an archetype, really, and now, like, it seems like every other, or, like, every yeah. third set, like, you have, like, a blue-red artifacts matter because, like, yeah. we had in, what is it called? Uh, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty was blue-red artifacts. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in Ixalan, it's blue. Uh, in Ixalan, Caverns of Ixalan, uh, Lost Caverns of Ixalan, it was, like, blue-red cast artifacts. Yeah. And then now we have blue-red sacrifice artifacts. Yeah. Right? Like, there's enough, like things that care about artifacts going in and out for, you know, blue, red or blue, white, blue, red, that mm-hmm. like that, that artifact could have more value, but maybe probably not like scry two is almost draw a card. It's very close to draw. A card. Right. So like pay to pay to draw three is way better than the deuce. But if you have value right. for the, the treasure, like I've seen people play um, the clue. Yeah, sorry, the clue. Uh, yeah. What is that card? Um, is the one that like stern stern lesson, the like mm-hmm. 
draw two, discard one, make a power stone. Yeah. In some versions of um, creativity, like the Torrential Gear Hulk versions. Yeah. And like, I think this is better than that, unless you really want the discard. Yeah. Um, so my thought was like, you could, it might slow down um, the creativity deck just a touch where you don't have like turn four um, big score mm-hmm. into two treasures, but you're more protected. Like you don't have to like discard a card and get countered. Right. Right. Like it lets you play kind of a safer control matchup or safer mm-hmm. like control game. Yeah. Where like, oh, I deduced and I got this clue and I don't really need, need to use it right now. Like, and now it's just like this thing that your opponent has to think about. Like, oh, they're like halfway to their thing and they're going to like counter me and then eventually pay a, play a fable and get their other. Their other token. Their other token to, to uh, blow up. Yeah. So that was just my thought. It's like, if you care about the artifact at all, you're you're good. Yeah. So. That makes sense to me. All right. Next up, we have Reenact the Crime. This is a cool card. It is. Uh, one blue, blue, blue for an instant. Exile target non-land card in a graveyard that was put there from anywhere this turn. Copy it. You may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. Yeah. So. Yeah. Four mana reanimate anything. Uh-huh. Anything. Anything. Is very good. And you cast it. You don't just reanimate it. So the the rub is it has to go into the graveyard this turn. Right. Um, so uh, there's the new Rona that mm-hmm. loops and turns into like a reasonable thing. Yep. There's JVP, Jace Finn's yep. Prodigy, that loops. The best merfolk looter on the planet. Yeah, which helps you get to uh helps you find your reenact the crime mm-hmm. and then puts the thing in the graveyard yep. um there's also like on turn five thought sees you and then reanimate the thing I thought seized from you yeah. right like kind of like you know um creativity right this has a few more moving parts but it could very well be be like a a control deck mm-hmm. that has some reanimation targets in it mm-hmm. and then just gets enough mana that can be like fine I'll cast down your shieldred reanimate it yeah right that's fine or like you're blue black and you play Kaito mm-hmm. and you're like okay well I'm gonna loot something into the graveyard with Kaito and now I'm going to reanimate it so mm-hmm. like you you just have this way to like keep digging 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 some way yeah. and then you just uh get to uh bring something back. It also works with Emrakul. Like the It does. That's what I was just going to say. Because it's an instant, you can cast this with a trigger on the stack and bring it back and you get the cast trigger. Yeah. So like you have like you have to have a way to to discard it for free, but like Jason Rona do that. Mm-hmm. And you also have a, if you're playing Jason Rona, that means you're playing a bunch of legends 
which then right. turns on like a thing like Mox Amber. So mm-hmm. now you can like get ahead. Yep. Or like what if you were playing like even a like a like even more like kind of reasonable deck of you have like Rafine. Mm-hmm. Right? And now you're just like, well, Rafine's gonna discard stuff anyway for free. Yeah. And then I have reenact the crime to get back big dumb thing that I put in the graveyard. Yeah, target thing that wins the game. Yeah, or um uh like Inti. Mm-hmm. Inti discards cards. Yep. Or I mean realistically Fable. Like this is just kind mm-hmm. of busted with Fable, right? Absolutely. You like play Fable, you discard two things, and then you have a way to get an extra mana with your goblin token. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty good. I mean it is awkward if you discard the thing and then don't draw the car, don't draw reenact the crime. But right. like, I feel that like the deck is probably like a reasonable control deck mm-hmm. that just like has reenact the crime and some things to get back. Yeah, I mean, there's. I think there's definitely two ways to play this card. You can either play it in a straight reanimation shell, or you can play it as just a control deck. And this is your your win con or whatever you just use whatever your opponent's idiot is against them yeah or like imagine you like it's like turn six and they cast teferi or whatever and you're like make disappear Mm -hmm. and then reenact the crime because it's put into the graveyard uh from anywhere so like Mm -hmm. the stack is a is a place in our hearts it absolutely we can, is. We can put we can put cards so you can, like, six mana just okay. I'm going to counter something and then I'm going to replay it. Yep. Your opponent casts uh, I don't a know. tally. Yeah, I was thinking not even like a creature Good. though. Like, what's a giant spell? Magma Opus. Oh yeah, and you just like get them like a an extra turn spell or could you oh my, could you imagine like the um oh what is it um oh gosh I can't think of it the the Quintorius deck they like on <laughs> on on their end step they're like well like I'm uh, I'm gonna like discard this and you're like cool um. I will I will copy that, draw two cards, make a four four dome you. Like mm-hmm. you better have Quint like you better have Quintorius or you're in a bad way. Yeah. Um So that could be like anything your opponent discard like your opponent has a fable and they discard something and then you get them. Absolutely. Like even something dumb like graveyard trespasser, they just and you're just like, well, I guess I'll have a graveyard trespasser exile your. I'm graveyard. just gonna eat your graveyard for the rest of the game. And like yeah, and have a three three that you really can't kill. Yeah, like it definitely has like a fail case, kind of mm-hmm. like all of these cards, but like the fail case isn't that bad. Right. And I think there's a way to work around it. I I thought about this the other day. Um, so what is it? Uh. Is it cruelty of Gix? Is that the um, the saga? Uh, I think so. Right. So it's thought sees you. Yeah. Go get something. 
Yeah. Sack it, reanimate something, right? Mm-hmm. So you play cruelty. You thought sees their thing. You go get reenact the crime for your mm-hmm. demonic tutor. Next turn, cruelty sacrifices itself. You reanimate something. You then reenact the crime. Reenact your cruelty, the cruelty and go get another one. You thought sees them again. Yep. And you just like work it. Eventually they just die because you just like yeah. tore apart their hand and you just like we're looping, reenact the crimes and yeah. cruelty. Yeah, that's pretty gross. It's like, well, I know exactly what I need to go get and I know yep. exactly what my target's going to be. So this kind of be... reminds me of the old seasons past deck. Mm-hmm. Like this might be really good with like sagas, like any big yeah. saga, because you know that it's going to go to the graveyard for free. Yeah. And then you just get to uh, get it that back. That big uh, Kraken saga. Oh, uh, what is it called? Kiora Best of Sea God? Yeah, that one. Yeah, like if you're just playing big blue idiot stuff with like discard, you're just like, all right, like I'll tap my Jace, discard Kiora Best of Sea God, get it back on turn four. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess you only, since you make a copy of it, you don't get to keep looping the Gicks, this command, because the original goes away, right? Because you exile it, and then you cast a copy. Right? Oh, uh, yeah, you couldn't you couldn't reanimate the original. A second time. Right. But, like, it's probably still good enough that you have, yeah. that you've thought sees them twice. Right. And then demonic two, so like, then you just go get. Well, on the next one, you just go get another Gix's command. Oh yeah, there you go. And then you just play it. And then you go get. Yeah, you just kind of run through them. So mm-hmm. like, you just have to like not die, which I think blue and black can like Pretty safely not that. die. Yeah. And it's like all right, and then there's uh, it's too expensive. I was gonna say the there's the the risen re the the restless reef but it costs too much money that mills cards yeah like attack mill them what about in like this is probably just like a meme deck but like rogues Mm -hmm. where you're like attacking and milling them you're milling for value instead of to mill them yeah and then eventually and then like you just have this and like if you hit a thing a thing you're just like okay i'll get that one yep like, that's pretty okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does have a fail case, but it's not that terrible. And, like, we keep putting cycling on, like, the dumbest things. Yeah. Um, I mean, even something dumb like, what is it, Boon of the Wishgiver? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. cycle for one, or any of the, like, cycle for one creatures from um, Ikoria. Oh, no, we're going about this all wrong. You don't copy your opponent's magma opus. You copy your magma opus when you discard it to make a treasure. Yeah, I mean, that costs... You have to have five mana to do that. No. Oh, yeah, because you only get one back, yeah. Yeah, you get two. But, like, you know, this, uh, the cyclers... So you play it alongside Gear Hulk too. <laughs> you just play it alongside, yeah, Gear Hulk. Yeah. And you just get to do to do you just that. Put it, put it in that deck. That used to be a deck, Gear Hulk and Magma Opus. 
Mm-hmm. I you you play against it every so often. Yeah. Now, but like anything. I mean, yeah. there's got to be like random red mythic that costs eleven mana to play alongside it too. Okay, like just any, any number of them that just read win the game if you hit eleven mana. Yeah, and then you just have because I mean even like uh uh blood token mm-hmm. discard. Yep. Is not like the end of the world. Like it costs five, yeah. right? Like at that point, you're just building your own um, five mana, uh, your own five mana reanimation spell, mm-hmm. which isn't great, but it's not like the end of the world. Like Boon of the Wishgiver, you draw a card for the cycle, mm-hmm. and then you exile it. You've you're you've netted yourself five cards for five mana. Yeah. Like, that's probably fine. Like, not terrible. Found yeah. some gas to do it again. Mm-hmm. You, you just, like, rebuild. Yep. So, like, I feel like there's a lot that you could do with it, like, either combined with, like, uh, cycling or mm-hmm. combined with, like, cheap discard outlets. Like, again, the free ones, Rona and Jace. While Fragile like still are probably fine. Yeah. Any like cost reducer to get this down to like blue, blue, blue. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, yeah, or just blue, blue, blue. There we go. Three blues. Is is fine as well. Like it seems like as as I saw someone say it's either busted or unplayable. There's like right. no middle ground on this card. Like it's either gonna be all you do or it's gonna be unplayable. Mm-hmm. But I think it's probably leaning more towards playable. Not that, like, I don't think we're going to get, like, Troll of Cause of Dooms anymore. Like, the one mana, like, Cyclers. Yeah. Like, I think they learned the lesson between Ikoria and uh, Lord of the Rings that, like, they probably can't do that. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of, like, we're going to get Blood Tokens again. We're going to get, like, other knockoff tokens that yeah. are going to do something similar. So I think that, like, this card is just one of those that's going to be, like, relevant for a while. All right. That's cool. has a lot of use cases. It does. So here's another, like, uh, I'm an artifact, but not an artifact. Please creativity creativity me. And this is Case of the Flitched Falcon. So uh, when the case enters the battlefield, investigate. So blue, investigate. So the overall transaction is three mana for a card, which isn't great. Right. Um, then to solve, you have to control three or more artifacts. Um, if you're like in an artifact heavy deck, there's like the blue red artifact decks. Mm-hmm. Um, like this could be fine and like you could very easily solve it mm-hmm. like early in the game. And then when it's solved, you can play two in a blue and sacrifice it and put four plus one plus one counters on target non creature artifact. It becomes a zero zero bird creature with flying in addition to its other types. Um, like it's almost trivial to be like this into like dark steel citadel, any other artifact, mm-hmm. and then it's solved on turn two. Yeah, and, and then like making a four four flying indestructible dark steel citadel. Probably gets the job done. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit more mana investment than we typically have for that effect. Mm-hmm. Like, in Soul is two mana, the the bad Tezzeret's one's three mana. The, the, uh, the one that is from Lost Caverns is three, but it has, like, yeah. Discover three on it if it gets blown up. Yeah. So, yeah, like, the overall mana investment is higher, but, like, if you play it on turn one or, like, you mm-hmm. work it in, you work it in somewhere. Yeah. Uh, then um, you're fine. Uh, like like it's easier to work. It also in. gets flying, so. Uh, so it gets it gets flying, which is a big upside. Like so I have to yeah. play like an ornithopter. Yeah. To give it flying, so that is a plus. But like again, like if you're playing, um. Uh, creativity type deck. Now you have like a a a like backdoor win condition yep. attached to your like one mana artifact that doesn't mm-hmm. actually count as an artifact. True. Uh, so it's like it gives you that out as well as like okay hey like I got my creativity's decker mentioned. Yeah. Or whatever. Okay, I guess we're on the like beat down plan with this four four um clue token or whatever. Yeah. So Alright, moving on to black. Alright. We have Barbed Servitor. Three and a black for a one one construct. It's an artifact creature. It has indestructible. When Barbed Servitor enters the battlefield, suspect it. So it gains menace and can't block. Mm-hmm. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you draw a card and lose a life. And whenever it's dealt damage, your opponent loses that much life. Um, I thought this was kind of a cool card for two reasons. Uh, number one, this is a mana cheaper than we typically get this kind of card for. Like Brash Taunter or was it Stuffy Doll? Stuffy I think those doll. are both five mana. Um I guess Boros Reckoner was cheaper, but also, like, kind of harder to cast. Um, but this also has, like, a Bob effect built into it. Like, your opponent doesn't want to block the thing because it's not going to die. And then whatever they block with is going to hit them harder than this would have. But if it connects, it's you just get an extra card every turn. It's, um... Like Toski. Yeah. Like um, I think this is better than Toski. Well, maybe not, because Toski like cares about your, all your creatures. All your creatures. It's like yeah. when you would play your Toski on four and then get to yeah. attack with it on five. Yeah. Um, this is kind of the same thing. It's hard to block. Yeah. Um The problem with it is uh modern magic design. Mm-hmm. Like how how good is indestructible when right. you have leyline binding exiles. and a yeah. million things that exile like hey it's an uncommon black removal spell eh, it exiles because it costs four mana it's like oh sick yeah right so like I think that's its biggest thing is like but like you know Toski was a few years ago but there were still times where like a Toski would get down and like get in a couple hits do some work yeah yeah and the fact that like you know if they block it. And they just get domed. Mm-hmm. Is is a big game. 
Or you hold it back and they can't really attack you, otherwise they get domed. Well, he he's suspected. Oh, uh, so yeah. He can't block. I mean, you, you could unsuspect it. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, That's harder to do. It's way harder to do. Like, the cards yeah. that unsuspect are just like, I'm limited uh, material. Yeah. But, like, you know, it does give you a way to, like, all those, you know, decks that are like star of extinction kill you with brass taunter kind of Mm -hmm. thing now have like an extra thing to do that with yeah so or like chandra deal a bunch of damage to it to it or whatever yeah but it is interesting devastation yeah but it's just hard uh i think that our devastation that loses indestructible do they i think oh maybe maybe you're right uh all right. Uh, all creatures lose indestructible until end of turn. Yeah. Okay. So that doesn't work. <laughs> Burn down the house. Yeah. Sure. Burn right. down the house. So yeah, it is an interesting little card. I don't know if it's good enough just because of how much exile removal there is now. Like. Yeah. Again, I've brought this up before. Like three years ago, um, Jeff Hooglin was like, "My favorite piece of flavor text on any card is indestructible." Yeah. Because it just doesn't matter anymore. Man, I wonder what he's doing now. Playing Marvel Snap, maybe? Yeah, I'd, I don't. I, I don't really wonder. I was just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. What do we got? I next? Haven't heard that name in a minute. So. Uh, next heard that up. Name in a long time. We have Hunted Bone Brute, two and a black for a six-two skeleton beast with menace. When it enters the battlefield. Uh, target opponent creates two one one white dog creature tokens oh that's flavorful because they want the bones huh mm-hmm. and then when hunted bone brute dies each to each opponent loses three life and you can disguise for one in a black so um we have now rotting regisaur pugnacious hammer skull yep and i kind of think hunted bone brute even with the downside, might be better than um, pugilist. No, uh, uh, what was what was the the six four that had menace, but you could like uh, your opponent could make you draw a card to untap it. Yeah, wasn't that the pugilist? N- no, that was like shadow something, hmm. uh, brawler or something. Now I'm gonna have to look. Uh, but yeah, I don't, but like that card, like there was many times where you'd like be in a game and you'd be like, oh, I should be able to like win this game. And then they would like have you draw cards and like your thing just wouldn't do anything. It was shakedown heavy. Shakedown heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like this has a downside of like putting, giving them two creatures but mm-hmm. if you have like a fight rigging, mm-hmm. like if you go this into fight rigging and you gave them the two dogs, yeah. now it's a seven three and the two right. dogs don't kill it. Yep. And I guess if like you don't have the dogs or you don't have like the fight rigging, you could just um, disguise it. Mm-hmm. So like, and then flip it over later. And then they don't have the dogs. Yeah. I mean,. They definitely know what the card is. Right. But, like, having more three mana six whatevers Mm -hmm. 
probably helps that deck. For sure. So that was um, my only thought was like, oh, hey, this is another thing to put in that deck. Yeah. That this might also, take the shakedown heavy spot. Um, is part of, I don't know if it's actually a cycle, but there was a, a hunted... Hunted Wumpus? Hunted Wumpus, yep. And there, there was, was a series of hunted cards. Yeah, that gives your opponents a thing. Yeah. Uh, there was Hunted Wumpus. There was another one that was like actually, um, here's a uh, Hunted Horror, black black for a seven seven trample. When mm-hmm. enters the battlefield, create two, uh, three three green centaur creatures with protection from black. Mm-hmm. Um, Hunted Nightmare from uh, Ikoria. When it enters target opponent, puts a death touch counter on target creature they control for a 4-5. Hunted Wumpus. Each other player may put a creature from their hand onto the battlefield. That's a problem. Yep. Uh, I will play my... Hunted uh, Phantasm was the one I was thinking of. Okay, yeah. Makes five red goblin tokens. Yep. And it's just a 4-6. Yep. But is unblockable, so you lose the race. You get to lose the race. <laughs> Congratulations, get to lose the race. You lost the race. Yeah. Uh, and then... Oh, that's interesting. Hunted Dragon, they make three white tutus with first strike that can't block Hunted Dragon. They don't right. have reach. But it's five mana. It's like way yep. worse than a... like. Two mana, seven, seven. Absolutely. Um, so if you're really old, does this also do the same thing? Yeah. So if you're really old. Um, Hunted Horror was a thing that um, decks that played um, a lot of, let's uh, say, uh, discard effects mm-hmm. may bring in in sideboarded games because your opponent would bring in Leyline. Ah. And then a Hunted Horror is just a 7-7 seven, seven for two mana because you can't target your opponent. And this Correct. also targets your opponent. It does. So, like, if, like, this could be a, like, oh, hey, they're going to bring in Ley Lines. Like, cool, I'll bring in my, like, three mana, six, two minutes that has no drawback. Mm-hmm. If they have their Ley Line. And, Seems like, good. I can work around it. If uh, they do have the, if they don't have the ley line, yep. So, yeah, that's a. I was just like, this is a fight rigging card. It might be better than shakedown heavy because that card. Mm-hmm. There are definitely times you were just like, oh, you're not gonna do anything, are you? You're just <laughs> you're gonna draw me cards and then I'm gonna lose because like they were at five for four turns. Basically, thanks, buddy. Yep. All right, next one. We're going to talk about, over the course of this, we're going to talk about, I believe, all of the heavy-hitting removal spells or all the half-decent removal spells. Okay. Uh, we had a couple people asking about them, so I figured we'd just talk about all of them. This is the Long Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, one in a black for an instant. It can't be countered. Destroy target creature or planeswalker with mana value three or less. So this is just an upgrade to eliminate. Mm-hmm. Um... So, here, you put your little designer hat on here. And you're mm. like, okay, we're going to make Morph. But we're going to make Morph with Ward 2. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Oh, man, now people can't kill the creatures. 
I guess we have to make three removal spells that say can't be countered on them <laughs> to yeah. to override the fact that we put ward on these cards. Why, oh, yeah. why would we do this? Um, I mean... Power creep, that's why. This, this card is... Like, this is, like, exactly how you get power creep. We did a thing that was power creepy, and now to counter yeah. it, we have to power creep something else. Yeah. Um... I, uh, we're going to see another example of that here in a, in a bit with another car, mm-hmm. Buzz Buzz. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, like, if you would ever play Eliminate, there's no reason to now. Right. This, also, this is just better. This is also good against, like, tempo decks, right? Like, yep. uh, Spirits and Pioneer. Yep. Right? Like, other than Rattle Chains, like, most of their shtick is, like, I'm going to, like, Go flyer into curious obsession, hold up geist light snare. Mm-hmm. It only costs one mana. No, you're not. Yeah, uh, we're gonna. This doesn't stop you. spell queller though. It because spell queller doesn't counter, right? Right, it's it exiles. Just, but like all of their like soft permission, you're just like no, like that doesn't matter. Like you're yeah, because like a lot of times those decks are like a creature and yeah. like a curious obsession, and if you kill the creature. Yeah. Then they're just like they can't do anything. No, this doesn't stop hexproof though, right? Because it does not. hexproof makes it an illegal target. It doesn't counter the spell, yes. whereas ward counters the spell if you don't pay the cost. Yes. So that's an important distinction. Yeah. Also, like this is pretty good against Amalia. It is. Not yep. that her ward ward is uh, that prohibitive, but right. It is pretty good there. Yep. All right. The next one we have here. Outrageous Robbery, X black black for an instant. Target opponent exiles the top X cards of their library face down. You may look at and play those cards for as long as they remain exiled. If you cast a spell this way, you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast it. So this is like instant speed villainous wealth? Uh, easier to cast, though. Easier to cast. Yeah. Um was I thought villainous wealth was just for the turn though villainous it wealth may, was it forever. May have been, uh, I think, I think villainous wealth turn. was just for the turn. Like the reason I thought this was good was because it's just forever. Like mm-hmm. this is literally just black brainstorm, but you get your opponent's cards instead of your cards, and it's instant speed. Black brain geyser. I'm so, yeah, brain geyser, not brainstorm. Yep, yeah. Sorry. Um. So I've heard like different takes on it uh some people uh i think saffron olive was like this card is probably pretty good because cards in general and magic are better and you're just getting like you're going to get good cards from your opponent's deck mm-hmm. and then i think jim davis was like their cards don't work in your deck like you'd rather draw the cards that you put in your deck than the cards they put in their deck which i mean maybe, maybe. um but, like, if you're, like, uh, I don't know, like, black has enough card draw. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really have mass card draw, though. No. It doesn't, like, you like, get nickel and dime, like, chip shots here and there of, like, an extra card or whatever. But uh, you don't get, like, you know, uh, Sphinx's Revelation. Right. Right? Like, and, like, this lets you play land. So, like, if you're just concerned about, mm-hmm. like, hitting your land drops. Yep. Like, this will let you do that? Yep. 
It is an. It also doesn't draw cards, so it doesn't trigger Shieldred. Exactly. Yep. A big deal. Yep. Um. I don't like. Could it be like a sideboard card? Imagine you're like playing like a control mirror, and like you just get the like they tap out for their memory day illusion. You get like four or five cards off their deck at some point. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know that it has to be like X is four or five though. Like uh, just a little while ago with the Deuce, we were talking about the blue four mana draw two that sees mm-hmm. play every time it gets printed. Um, this is black four mana draw two. It now, is. It's, two from your opponent like you said like there's going to be some uh um like synergy issues probably but still like and it's at instant speed i mean we have seen that cardboard is cardboard yeah i mean even if it even if you net a land and a nerd that's a land and a nerd more than you had Mm -hmm. so i don't know like in in that like I think it gets, like, good for Black at, like, three. Probably, yeah. X is three. Because, like, they, like, Black has, like... Read the bones. Um, that and, like, the the three and a Black, like, Dark Bargain. Remember, mm-hmm. like, look at four, put two in your hand, two yeah. in the graveyard. And, like, that card didn't see much play. Yeah. It's so, like, this feels like it needs, you need to be at, like, three to, like, kind of clear that bar. Yeah. But it could work if you're like consistently at like able to get to like the game to the point where like you can get three. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not that I play commander, but I do believe the meme is this is good and prosper. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. So, like another thing that's kind of cool about this it, again, you might run into some synergy issues, but because it's instant speed, like if your opponent scries to the top. You can, whatever they were looking for, not only do they not get it now, but then you get to get it. And you kind of have a sense of what they're looking for. Right. Like, what do they need? Yep. So. So, I don't know. I thought it was a cool card. Yeah. Figured we'd throw it on here. What else we got? Uh, Another removal spell. This is Slice from the Shadows. X and a black for an instant. Again, this spell can't be countered. And target creature gets neg X, neg X till end of turn, conveniently getting around indestructible. Yes. Um, this is, oh, I thought it was flattened, but there was another spell that was like exactly like this. And it's not flattened, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, like it's inefficient. It is inefficient. Even, even if you're killing a 1-1, this is inefficient. Yeah, two mana kill a 1-1 is not good enough. Right. And I like mean, five mana kill a four four is also not good enough. Yes. Now again, the the caveat is: is there a world where can't be counter, countered matters that much? I don't think it matters this much. Like no. six mana to off a shieldred. Yeah. Can I interest you in Rate of the Serpent? And you get a snake, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or you might get a snake. Uh, yeah, like, it's probably not good enough in, like, the... It traditionally has not been good enough. And yeah. the, count be, the can't be countered is not a big enough power creep right. to, like, make it work. But well, like, so if we're going off the assumption that can't be countered is tacked onto all of these for morph, is three mana kill a 2-2 two, two worth it? 
typically no. No. Like in limited, it's borderline. Yeah. But like you couldn't do a card like this in the like everything has uh ward two set. Right. With um without the can't be countered, but it's probably doesn't move the needle enough for yeah. um constructed. Mm-hmm. Anything else interesting to say about Slice from the Shadows? I don't think. Yeah. Like it just seems like an inefficient, like it's like heat ray. Yeah. Like that card isn't good enough for standard and it's not been good enough for like limited a lot of times. Mm Mm-hmm. But if this is like the removal spell that you have access to in limited, okay. Sure. I'll play it. Definitely not constructed playable though, I don't think. All right, moving on to red. We have Connecting the Dots. One in a red for an enchantment. Whenever a creature you control attacks, exile the top card of your library face down. One in a red, discard your hand and sacrifice Connecting the Dots. Put all cards exiled with Connecting the Dots into their owner's hands. I knew Bomat Courier, and this is no Bomat Courier. Me and Bomat go way back. This, this is This is... We have Bo Mad at home and he's broken down and he can't <laughs> attack or block. And yeah. he costs more mana. Yeah. Uh, like, upside, it triggers on every creature. So it turns every creature into a Bo Mat. The other upside is that this is a lot less interactable than a 1-1 one, one, one artifact. Mm-hmm. Downside, presumably you're in a red aggressive deck if right. you're playing this. Your turn two play is tap two mana play this say go. No. May, well, I, I don't know that this would be a card? turn. I don't know that this would be a turn two play though. It may not be. Um, like this, the way that I would see this seeing play if it sees play is something akin to like experimental frenzy. Mm-hmm. When you play it on turn four or five, when you've run out of gas. You do a big alpha strike, put a bunch of cards face down under this, and then you get to pop it for mm. pop it and regas. Where it's where it might only be like on the board for like a turn. Yeah. But then it has the like awkward, you know, your opponent casts a four mana wrath. Right. And then you like and your big like your like turn four on the draw play was to play connect the dots and you play connect the dots and then it doesn't do anything. Yeah. Right. Like at least Bo Matt got to get in there mm-hmm. and like, if you top deck it on an empty board, it's just like, it doesn't do anything. Right. So like that, that makes it hard as well. Like I could see it. It's like that, like experimental frenzy, but like you didn't need anything for frenzy to work. Right. Where this, like it needs help. Mm hmm. Also, like, why isn't this yarn? I know what they're going for. It should have just been yarn. <laughs> should have just been yarn. Just be yarn. Yep. All right. This next one's kind of an exciting card, I think. Yes. You have Crime Novelist. I looked up. Sids. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no. You guys... I was just, was just going to read the card. Read the it's card. A two and a red for a 1-3 Goblin Bard. And whenever you sacrifice an artifact, put a plus one, plus one counter on Crime Novelist and add red. So, I'm sure you've all heard this combos with autom- uh, automation module. Mm-hmm. So, if you have a sack outlet 
crime novelist and automation not uh, an automation um, module, you get an infinitely large crime novelist, mm-hmm. which can then attack or be flung at at mm-hmm. your leisure. Um, uh, I mean, when you're done, you have a red mana floating, so you could was it thud was just a red mana? Oh yeah, you could thud someone. Yep. Um. Also, if you if like you have a way to ping your opponent when someone dies or when something mm-hmm. dies, for sure. Know, any any number of friends of Mayhem Devil could yep. uh, make that happen. Yep. Um. And like, it makes all your it basically turns all your treasures into like the Goldspan Dragon treasures. Yep. Um. It kind of in a roundabout way reduces the cost if your investigates by one or by cracking your clues by one. Yeah, backwards, but yeah. Yeah, backwards. Like you get one back. Yeah. Um like it's an interesting card because of all the like little weird combo things it can do. And I mm-hmm. think it's just like generically also good. And yeah. like even something like as dumb as um Oh, what is the the four mana two two with Magecraft when you cast a spell make a treasure? Mm, I don't remember. Uh anyway. That guy. Right, like that gives you a way like you can like turn through your deck, generate yeah. extra mana. Uh that is Stormkiln Artist. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he gets bigger for the number of artifacts on the board, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So like that gives you like extra mana. So if you're playing like, you know, the red draw spells, mm-hmm. right? You can just like, oh hey, like cast these, get some mana. Yep. Make my crime novelist bigger. Yep. Kind of go off. Um, I think that like we'll probably see people trying the automation module thing. I think it takes too many steps. Yeah. Right, because you need a thing to feed the artifacts to. You need a thing to, like, deal damage or something. I guess, like, if you have a clear board, like, you just Crime Novelist, get it big and attack. Mm-hmm. But you don't, like, you need some way to, like, you still need, like, a sack outlet. And, like, we don't get a lot of, like, uninteractable, like, zero right. minute sack outlets. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, Nantuko Husk and you just make two infinitely large creatures. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. the two costs would technically be two X infinity compared <laughs> to our crime infinite. crime uh, crime novelist. Is lowly one X infinity? Lowly one X infinity. But yeah, like that's the most like direct um, like combo, and I always just feel like a card like this. It's like oh, like wait two years. And like it'll just break and there'll in be half. a better one, or there'll either be a better one, and we'll be like, oh, remember our boy crime novelist, and yeah. or they'll like you know get bored and they'll like print like you know Viscerasier plus Blood Artist on the same card. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? They'll be like, oh yeah. well, uh, you might as well just give them both halves. Sack scry one when a creature dies, you gain yeah. a life. You're like you're just like, why is this two cards smushed together? Yeah. Well, we were starting to run out of ideas, so we just, yeah. like... We threw them all make... on a hat, and those were the two we pulled out. 
instead of making double-sided cards, we just put all the text from the double-sided card <laughs> on, on one, one card. card. Amazing. Yeah. So up next, we have demand answers. One on a red for an instant. As an additional cost to uh, cast a spell, uh, sacrifice an artifact or discard a card. Draw two cards. Mm-hmm. This is strictly better thrill, uh, thrill of discovery. It is. Which was strictly better um, tormenting voice. voice. Um, this is somewhere. This is some percentage of deadly dispute. Yep. Because it sacks artifacts. It doesn't give you one back, but it sacks artifacts. But then it's also just gotten out of being thrilling discovering slash tormenting voice. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it, it's just a card that's going to see a bunch of play, I think. Uh, yep. Me too. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's a ton to say about it. It's there's just not a like ton. It's just a like, good card that's going to see play. Yeah. It's again, it's one of those like, hey, tormenting voice was good for like five years. Well, yep. it was good for like, four years and then they were like here here in uh uh wilds of eldraine not what a throne of eldraine i present you thrilling discovery yeah and then four years later they were like well that was a fun run uh it needs to do more yep so it's just like yep like this is like the next evolution the next one will cost like a mana and have a counterpole on it or something. Yep. Uh, next up, we have Frantic Scapegoat. This art is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, single red mana for a 1-1 goat with haste. When it ETBs, you suspect it. Whenever one or more other creatures enter the battlefield under your control, if Frantic Scapegoat is suspected, you may suspect one of the other creatures. If you do, Frantic Scapegoat, scapegoat is no longer suspected. He is like a a raging goblin, but with menace. But with menace, yeah. And you is this like is this an aggressive enough to see play in a mono red deck? Hmm, it's hard because there are so many like two power one drops or like pseudo two power one drops, like a fervent champion. Yeah, but they don't have haste. Well, fervent. So fervent champion does but like yeah. the the two power guys don't have haste for the they most don't. part and like the evasion is good yeah i think and that, like the being two power matters more over a longer game than a shorter game mm-hmm. um like if you're only if your opponent's only get gonna get to turn four the difference between having a one mana thing that connected on turn one and a two mana thing that connected on turn or a two power thing that connected on turn two is smaller. Yeah. And I mean, this will probably get in longer. Yeah, because it has menace. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, like, this plays really well with, like, Monstrous Rage. Mm-hmm. Right, because then it ends up being bigger after right. you do it as well. Um, right. It it also lets you, like, whatever your two drop is, lets you give that menace. Mm-hmm. Like that, that might be more important. Like, yeah. Uh, what is the the one and a red two two like uh, robber of the rich? Mm-hmm. Right, like giving that menace and like having you like get that card like every turn or get access to the card you'd already exiled. 
hit yeah. it's harder for them to block it. Yep. Or that they have to double block it and then other damage sneaks in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty solid. And, yeah. like, the fact that you don't have to do it, like, if you have, like, a creature that you don't care about, like, if you go, like, frantic scapegoat into, like, burning tree emissary, you can, like, right. ignore it. And then the next thing you play off the burning tree emissary mana, you can then, like, frantic scapegoat and, like, give it sus- uh, suspect if you want. Yep. So, yeah. I don't know, like, I feel like like there's so many decks that are built around, like, Prowess and, like, Swift Spear. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't think this would. Well, they're I different mean, decks. Spear is tough to compete with, but yeah, like th- this doesn't go in a spells deck. This goes in like a slide deck. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, did the slide decks like exist anymore? Like, aren't they just like not really red decks? Yeah. yeah. Like red spell slavery decks. Yeah. All right. We next up we have Fugitive Codebreaker. So this is one on a red for a two-one Prowess Haste with disguise two and a red. The cost uh, is reduced. This guy's five and a red. Sorry, five and a red. God. Uh, the cost is reduced by one for each instant or sorcery card in your graveyard. And when it's turned face up, discard your hand, draw three cards. Uh, like, the front half is fine. Like, Prowess Haste 2 1. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of a spell slingery deck. Yeah. Right? Like, is this better than Bedlam Reveler? Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's better. Um, I think it's probably as good. Like, this gets haste, so you get to crack in with it right away. And has the fail case of costing two mana on turn two. Right. Whereas Bedlam Reveler, like, if things are going bad, you're you might not even cast it. Yeah, this this um, goes on the battlefield. Yeah. I, like in those decks, I don't know that five man or five instant or sorcery in your graveyard is that like unobtainable. Like that should be relatively trivial to get. Yeah. So this is if you did it all at once, a three mana two one that drew you three cards with prowess and haste. Four mana two one. Cause three that... mana. Is oh, it... you're right. You're right. You're right. Yep, four mana. Yeah, so it's three to put down, yeah. one to put one yeah. one red to pick. One so to like flip. three and a red. Yeah, two one that draws three cards. Yep. I mean that's probably pretty good, and I think the fail case of having like the two the two one body mm-hmm. is good. Um, like I feel like it's hard to break into like the um, what are they called? Gosh, I can't I. I'm getting Phoenix old. I can't decks. think. The Phoenix decks, or I was thinking like Pioneer, yeah. like where they go, like Swift Spear, Soul Scar Mage, mm-hmm. right? Like I think it's hard to like break into that deck. Yeah, but like maybe it's just good enough to be like one drop with prowess, two drop with prowess, turn three, cast a bunch of spells. Yeah, could be could be good enough. And like then getting the re like when you draw this on turn six, getting mm-hmm. the refill is good. Yeah, it has haste. <laughs> and it has haste. So you're still being aggressive as well mm-hmm. as refilling your hand. All right, what is up next? Incinerator. Oh, Incinerator of the Guilty. Yes, mm-hmm. four red red flying trample. 
of Dragon 6-6. When Incinerator the Guilty deals combat damage to a player, you may collect Evidence X. When you do, Incinerator the Guilty does deals X damage to each creature and each Planeswalker that player controls. Um, so, it doesn't have haste. Does not have haste. And while we, while Shieldred has shown us that something sitting out on the battlefield is good, right? It doesn't necessarily have to give you a value right away. This, um, like, has a lot of moving parts. Like, it's got to survive. Right. It doesn't like replace itself necessarily. And it also have- costs a lot more than Shieldred does. Yes, it costs six, and you have to have food in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. To to like make it work, like this is probably an unbeatable limited card. Oh yeah, but like I don't know if this probably not good enough for constructed. Probably not good. Like, is Bone Horde Dracosaur better than this? Uh, yes. Yes, I think. I so. think the answer is just yes. Yes, and Bone Horde Dracosaur was like the meme, like one of or mm-hmm. two of, and like uh. Rakdos, yeah. Like I like I don't see this like dethroning, yeah. Bone Horde Dracosaur. Like I agree. the fact that it like might just be like a six six flying trample for six, and like not do anything else. Right, that's not is, good enough. Is a problem, right? Like, like four red red six six flying trample. That's like an uncommon. Yeah, that doesn't get played. <laughs> that is true. So like. If you don't have a graveyard, or like if the things in your graveyard don't match up size wise the way you need them to, right? I have a two drop in my graveyard. Well, I guess like I'd get to deal two. I guess yeah. your three three lives. Oh, and it doesn't even like uh, you have to hit the player. It's not like you can attack their planeswalker, right? And then be like, okay, now that I killed your planeswalker, I can kill. So I I can get rid of the smaller thing. Well, it, yeah. I mean, this, you hit, you can hit, you hit the planeswalker as well. You do, but like, imagine but yeah, if, if, had, if it had like six loyalty and you only had four in your graveyard. Yeah. Like you're like, I have to attack the planeswalker to like keep the lily from ultimating. Though right. I don't know why they didn't down take the lily, but whatever. Um, <laughs> you're like, I got to do that. And so, cause I don't have enough to kill it. Yeah. Like maybe they disconnected because they were playing on mobile and they didn't maybe. down take their lily. And then you're like, oh, sweet, I got them. I can't let them connect again and have a lily. Well, um, we got uh, another flyer here to talk about. Buzz, buzz. Buzz, buzz. So this is Krenko's Buzz Crusher. Two red, red for a 4 4 flying artifact creature with flying and triple. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, flample. Flample. When Krenko's Buzz Cutter. Enter Buzz Crusher enters the battlefield. For each player, destroy up to one non-basic land that player controls. For each land destroyed this way, its controller may search their library for a basic land and put it on the battlefield tapped and shuffle. This card is missing very one very important word. Uh, can I can I say what the word is? Sure. The word is target. Yeah, you're not targeting that non-basic land. You're just blowing it up. You're also not targeting the player. 
Yeah, you're targeting... Oh, so it gets around Leyline. Yep. Dear God. So, um, this has one key interaction that you've probably all seen by this point, which mm -hmm. is it kills Lotus Field. It sure does. And they... Mark uh, Morrow even came out and said, yeah, it was designed this way to kill Lotus Field. Why did we put Hexproof cool. on the card? <laughs> if, we if you're going to specifically design cards to blow it up? Yeah, if you're then like, uh, there was a, um, the uh, Reese Leavables does a podcast, and they talked about mm -hmm. this card, and Patrick Sullivan was just like, this does not work in the rules. Like, this card, yeah. this is not how the rules work. Like, the fact that you are making a card to deal with another card you printed, mm -hmm. and you have to circumvent how the rules work, yeah, um, is ridiculous. And he said that he worked on a card game that they had creatures that had untargetable, mm -hmm. was their ability, and, I think, uh, and people were like, these are too good, we have to do something. Uh, about it and so someone was like how about we say choose and he was like what's going to happen is if we do choose in like four years someone's going to come to us and they're going to have can't be chosen in the card <laughs> file and then I'm going to quit so <laughs> so no we're not going to do choose you have to figure out some other way to get around this Yeah, like could we have like a land edict Probably. Right, like you could just like target player sacrifices a land. Or sacrifices, sacrifices a non-basic non -basic land. And yeah. then they get a and then they go get a basic. Yeah. I mean that's kind of effectively um like cleansing wildfire, like the cleansing wildfire targets, but it's like the same kind of card, like two mana blow up a land. Yeah. Get a uh get a, a get a basic back. Like yeah. that seems like, that at least works within the rules. Target player sacrifices a land that entered the battlefield this turn. Mm-hmm. Target player sacrifices a non-basic land that produces three mana of any color. <laughs> like, you could you could make it work within the rules. Yeah. Um, Like, you know, this is good for, like, against Nykthos. It's good against Lotus Field because that's what they designed it to be. Yeah. Um. But it is kind of, like, upsetting that they were, like, rules be damned. Yeah. Like, this is, like, Council's Judgment, but for no reason to be Council's Judgment. Basically. So, yeah. Weird. Like, power creepy and, like, slash, like, regret of power creep. We yeah. wouldn't have put Hexproof on that land. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, fi let's, let's fix, fix that. Let's fix that. Let's print one, a one-off card that does not read, like, any other card that's been printed in the last, like, five years. Yeah. To fix this other card that we shouldn't have printed five years ago. Yeah. All right. Now we have green. Green. First up, we have a card that we already talked about a little bit. Analyze the Pollen. Uh, green mana for a sorcery. As an additional cost to cast this spell, you may collect Evidence 8. Search your library for a basic land card. If evidence was collected, instead search your library for a creature or land card. Reveal it, put it in your hand, and shuffle. Um, so the obvious comparison here is, um, oh, brain fart. I own like a hundred of them. Um, 
The delirium one. Yeah, it's Traverse the Uvenwald. Tra- I was like Uvenwald something. Yeah, Traverse the Uvenwald. Yep. Um Traverse needed you it basically the same card, but Traverse needed you to have delirium to turn on the anything portion of it. Mm-hmm. And this requires you to collect evidence eight. So they're kind of polar opposites. One wants you to build your graveyard up, and this one wants you to exile what you've built up. Um, which one do you think's better? Um, I think it depends, which is kind of a terrible cop-out answer. Um, so, like the one-mana cyclers from Lord of the Rings... Mm-hmm. And like Street Wraith give yep. you a way to easily get to eight. Yep. Right? And it might be harder to get to that in formats where you don't have like those big cyclers. Mm-hmm. I mean, they keep printing big cyclers that cost like two mana. Right? Like if you really need this work, I don't know, cycle tighten off Rex. Mm-hmm. Get a card. Now you like can analyze the pollen and get whatever else you needed. Like that could be like an option where you use like the cyclers. Like it might be easier to get like one or two cards in your graveyard as opposed to four specific cards. Yeah. But you go about doing it differently, right? Like Stitcher Supplier right. is your like Traverse the Uvenwald card where right. analyze the pollen is like I need big things that are easy to get into the graveyard, like... Pitch Elementals. Pitch Elementals, uh, Hieroglyphic Illumination, and, like, mm-hmm. Pioneer. Like, it's four. Yep. yep. Like, and replaces a card. So, like, I think there are ways to make it work, but, like, the like you said, the, the decks are built to do two polar opposite things. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that... How do I want to say this? Um... I think Traverse was better when you wanted to get Delirium anyway mm-hmm. for things like Emrakul or Tarmogoyf. And I guess you have like Dragon Rage Channeler and Unholy Heat now, but they're um, they're not really what Analyze the Pollen wants to play along with. No. So I don't think that getting delirium is as important for things that green wants to do as it used to be, which might mean that something like analyze the pollen just in general is a little bit better because like the delirium doesn't matter, I guess Mm -hmm. like for, for delirium, you'd be playing things like Mitra's bobble Mm -hmm. or once upon a time we played tar fire. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the days. (laughs) But, like, um, it's easier to get Delirium early in the game. Right, you have to, to have Evidence 8, yeah. Yeah, you have to have a... You have to build your deck in a very specific way to hit Evidence 8. Yeah. Right? And, like, unless it's, like, some sort of, like, wonky reanimation shell or, again, like, cyclers. Yeah. Right? Like, uh... Boon of the Wish Giver. Again, we second time that Carson brought up. Um, mm-hmm. It's eight, or sorry, it's yeah. it's six. I'm sorry, it's six for cycle one. Yeah, there's a bunch of like two mana cyclers from Amonkhet that are like seven. Yeah, so you can kind of get there, but you have to build your deck to like collect evidence early on. 
Mm-hmm. And like decks that are just like, you know, I'm going to like play a mid range game and I'll get to eight eventually. This isn't the kind of card that they play. That's true. Right? Like, this is a, like, I need to get my Atraxa in my hand for reasons. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, like, cycle stuff until I can cast Analyze the Problem to get my Atraxa. Yeah. As opposed to, like, I played Glissa and it died, and then I played a Shieldron and it died, and I played something else and it died. Okay, now I'm going to go, like, get another Shieldred. Yeah. Right? Like, you don't usually play these kind of cards and those kind of decks. Mm-hmm. It is Makes different, sense. for sure. But, like, but if you need, like, a creature, it's probably easier if you have, like, like in Modern, if you're, like, grief, pitch a grief. Yeah. And then cycle a generous ent. Or yeah. cycle a street wraith. And then, like, analyze the pollen. Like, that's probably... That's easier to do mm-hmm. than... Well, if you're pitching a grief, though, you're probably uh, undying it. Yeah, ideally. But you know what I mean? Like, you could... Like, there are ways to get to that relatively yeah. quickly in modern. And I think it's easier, like, you know, Vessel of Nascency, crack it, like, try to get Delirium that way. Mm-hmm. But I guess that also works to kind of get you evidence. I don't know. But it just seems harder, like, it seems harder to get Delirium consistently than it would be to get eight if you built your deck to get to eight things in the grave, eight uh, mana class yeah. in the graveyard. Um, this kind of plays nicely with Delve cards, though. Because mm-hmm. they're all really big. Because they're all really big, yeah. Like, I mean, you cut, not that people play Murderous Cut anymore, but Murderous Cut's five and, like, realistically costs one. Mm hmm. But, like, then you're in this awkward situation where you, like, have, like, if you had fetch lands, mm-hmm. that you had zeros that you could take out. Yeah. But, like, if you're taking out cards of mana value, you're just making yeah, Analyze I mean, the Pollen harder. You don't want to delve a six away to... Exactly. Yeah. All right. Moving on. We have Pick Your Poison. Mm-hmm. This is a green mana for a sorcery, and it's modal. It says choose one. Each opponent sacrifices an artifact. Each opponent sacrifices an enchantment. Each opponent sacrifices a creature with flying. Pick your poison. Rest in peace, uh, Merit Lage. That's right. Um, I mean, this is like the most it's efficient. sorcery speed, though. It's the most efficient version of this, like, of this kind of effect. Yeah, I mean, typically this kind of effect isn't sacrifice. It's not. Like it's like the target. green modal enchantment flyer artifact thing typically mm-hmm. isn't like an edict effect. Yeah. But like, um, imagine like you're playing like Dredge. Like, is this mm-hmm. better than like Fragmentize? Right? Like, usually yeah. they have like one enchantment you need to get rid of or one yeah. artifact. Or, you know, I thought we have a creature with flying, but like. Right. right, like as like a green or like you're playing um, Grease Fang, right? Would you rather have this over like a two mana remove a graveyard hate piece? Yeah, I mean probably. So like I think it, like as a cyborg card, it's really efficient. Mm-hmm. Where you're just like I need to get rid of this piece of hate, 
Yeah. And then have enough mana left over to, like, do my thing. And you're willing to, like, you know, pay the price on it being a sorcery. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I don't know when the sack of creature with flying will come up, but, like, when you get to get your <laughs> op- opponent's Atraxa, yeah. you'll feel really good. Really good. Like, oh, we did it. This is this has been the best day. Yeah. But yeah, like I think as a cyborg card, it probably has legs. Okay. The next one we have is Undergrowth Recon. Uh, one green green for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, return target land card from your graveyard to the battlefield. T- mm-hmm. That's it. Um, um, so it's kind of a um, Crucible of Worlds but it lets you play an extra land instead of mm-hmm. using that as your land for the turn. It's slower, like you have to, it has to make it through an entire turn cycle. Right. Yeah, uh, but a lot of times Crucible did anyway. Yeah. Yeah, like you play it on three, and then like you want to get your fetch land pack on four or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, the fact that it's tapped like makes it worse with fetch lands. Um, I mean, does it though, if it's your extra land anyway? Yeah, but like you know, I guess that's assuming that you have a land a land in hand to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's fine with the uh, streets of new competitive fetches because mm-hmm. they just enter and sacrifice themselves, right? So like in so like it's good with those, but like then you're kind of building a weird deck. <laughs> that is a very weird deck that has to have a bunch of basics to like. Um, this works with spelunking though, right? Oh yeah, you could spelunk and the, so they all come into play untapped. Yep. Okay. Again, a very weird deck, but a very weird. I don't know how we're winning the game. We're just spelunking. <laughs> me, in me neither. Just going through some caves. Three, three mana do nothing enchantments. Yeah. That's how we're winning the game. Hey, at least spelunking draws you a card when it comes into play. Sure. Yeah. So like, I don't. This just doesn't feel like it's it has a home or is like good enough or is like powerful enough for yeah and then like you know any kind of graveyard hate again dress uh graveyard trespasser they eat the land you were hoping to play out of your graveyard right and now you spent three mana to do nothing basically and that makes you sad i mean you added to your green devotion <laughs> we did we did we did it <laughs> man i wish i had more green devotion in my deck that consistently has like 20 green mana on turn four <laughs> i really wish i had more green ma- more green pips why am i All not right. playing leyline of the guild guild pact if i wanted more green pips <laughs> see you could have had leyline of the guild pact could have yeah all right multicolored we got three more cards to do uh we have drag the canal um mm-hmm. again another i'm a creature but not a creature for transmogrify and other like such shenanigans um i know the jund list for transmogrify you get to like occasionally accelerate yourself with like the channel one one Mm -hmm. and get to do the thing on turn three but like i don't know i think there's some benefit to being a combo deck that is grixis yeah where you get to thought seize and have counter spells as time has told us multiple times yes being, having blue in your combo deck that has to resolve a four mana spell right probably is helpful yep. um and then this just like gives you a body and if somehow something died this turn in your blue black x deck um <laughs> it like 
you gain two life, you surveil two, and then you like get a card on layaway. Yeah. So like turn three, fatal push your thing, cast drag the canal. Seems like, decent. That is a pretty good turn. Yeah. And like, you know, the fail case of like make a two two again. Like if you're in a deck like transmogrify or creativity that like values having creatures that aren't creatures. Yeah. Is a pretty good place to be, and like, I don't know, flash it in, block your uh, fable token or something. Like, mm-hmm. it's not the two two is not zero if you don't have the other parts of it activated. Right. Right. You can just be like, okay, I guess I have a flash two two. Mm-hmm. Which For is two mana, awful. that's pretty good. Yeah. Like, actually, flash two two is above rate. Yeah, like they're usually like two ones, yeah. or I guess we have the. Uh, Resolute reinforcements. It's like a f- yeah. It's like f- I flash two one ones. Yeah. Which is you know build your own two two. <laughs> um, extra well, steps. Extra cardboard. Extra cardboard. What is the the white virtue? Like oh it's, yeah. Its front half is a two mana two flash two mana two two with vigilance, and like sure. that card sees some play. Mm-hmm. So like. If you get extra value out of, you know, the fact that it's a sneaky creature. Yeah. And then you can consistently turn on the other mode. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Or, like, if you're, like, maybe a blue-black, some sort of aggressive deck, and you get, like, Wrath, and then you just get to flash in a 2-2 that, like, sets up your next draw step mm-hmm. and, like, gives you a clue. Because, like, you don't have to kill the creature. Right. Like they can kill the thing, like that's fine. You still get you still get paid regardless. For sure. All right. Next up we have Kellen. The yeah. the latest edition of Kellen. Is Kellen just gonna be in every set from now on? I guess I guess he's like the the through line for all of the uh for he's all the of new these Jace. sets. Yeah, he's he's the new Jace. Hey, he's a prodigy. I have no attachment to this man boy twink whatever he is i have no no <laughs> no attachment to him um so this is two green blue for a uh, legendary creature <gasps> human fairy detective i don't know how he got a new job from when he was in the last <laughs> set like he was a human fairy and now he's like got he got his detective's license he went to night school well, set mechanic set me- fair it is set yeah. mechanic uh so Flying Vigilance, whenever Kellen, uh, Inquisitor Prodigy, uh, attacks, destroy up to one target artifact. If you control that permanent, draw a card. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, um, like, lets you crack your clues for free. Mm-hmm. Also lets you turn your food into cards. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it has an adventure, the only adventure in the set, because that's mm-hmm. Kellen's thing. And it's uh, Tail the Suspect for blue-green as a sorcery. Investigate. You may play an additional land this turn. So, it is like kind of crappy Explore or crappy mm-hmm. Growth Spiral. But I was thinking about it. And, right, like the... um, Gosh, I wish I could talk. The um, adventure cards, mm-hmm. you always just draw the creature, right. right? So, like, 
it doesn't draw you a card to find you a land. It draws you a card that's a four mana, three, four flying vigilance. It, well, I mean, it also draws you a card at some later point. Yes. With the, inv- with the, with the token. Yeah. It's like, um, it's all, what was that? Um, two blue, green, draw two cards, put, uh, put a land on the battlefield. Um, it was like a common. Solve the equation. No, that, uh, uh, something, the something. Yeah. The strict saving one, right? Yes. Yeah. Let's see here. Can Eureka? Uh, no, Eureka, Eureka. Mo- Eureka moment. Eureka moment, yeah. I was going to say Eureka is a different card. Yes. <laughs> but, Much more expensive. Yes. Draw two cards. You may put a land from your hand on the battlefield. Yeah. Like, this is kind of that, but mm-hmm. you know you're drawing a 3-4 and you get the second card on the installment plan. Right. And that installment plan can be zero mana. Right. Because you just attack with If Kellen. you cast your 3-4, yeah. Yeah. So, like, in that regard, like, at first I was like, this is kind of bad because it's, like, a growth spiral that doesn't draw or, like, more likely an explorer that doesn't draw. But it's like, it kind of draws something. Mm-hmm. It kind of, it draws its, it, it draws the 3-4 side. Yep. And, like, a, a game where you do, like, this, play an extra land and then have ramped into four mana on turn play three and you play your three, four flying vigilance. Yeah. Like that's not an embarrassing creature. So just the reminder that yes, the explore cards draw themselves. And so mm-hmm. this kind of is blue green, two blue green draw two with one of uh, play an additional land. And one of them is a three, four flyer. Yep. And, and the if you have on the installment plan. Yeah. And if you have any way to like generate um, artifacts, mm-hmm. like then this just becomes a card advantage engine as well. Yeah, I mean this also builds your uh, crime novelist up mm-hmm. and gives you mana. Yeah, um, and just like you know, if him and dad get together, dad's making foods, he's sacking sure. the foods and drawing cards. That's right. And I'm some not. like magical, uh, not Oko is not banned land. <laughs> Like uh, Timeless? Yeah, like Timeless. You're just jamming these guys in Timeless. Yep. Um, so, yeah, this is interesting. But, yeah, yeah I think you, just, cool. you just have to like, remember that, you know, Tail the Suspect is drawing you a bunch of cards at various what times. Was, what was the name of that TV show from way back when? Sliders? Sliders? Is Kellen, like, just... Yeah, wasn't that where the the guy was stuck, like, traveling between universes? Quantum Leap? Quantum Leap, that's the one. <laughs> sliders. I googled Sliders, I got pictures of tiny hamburgers. I think Sliders was something oh, sliders along the same TV lines. Sliders TV shows. TV show. Um, I vaguely remember this. Um... A group of travelers, they, uh, as they use a wormhole to slide between different parallel universes. So yeah, like it could be that. Maybe we know where we got the Omen Paths uh, storyline from. Yeah, yeah someone, we found it. Someone really liked the Jerry O'Connell uh, <laughs> TV show Sliders back in the day. Yeah, Sliders is the one I was thinking of, but Quantum yes. Leak was probably the, yeah. the more correct reference. <laughs> Perhaps the... Uh, 
I don't know. This had five seasons. I watched zero of them, but uh, as I yeah. say, perhaps Quantum Leap was co- more culturally re- relevant. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, he's just dipping through, saying hey, yep. solving problems, yep. or that causing them that, in each in each uh, little world he goes to. The thread that connects everything. Yeah, I mean, how long until we get to play Oops All Kellens? <laughs> I mean, you're probably close already. This is the third version of Kellen, right? Mm-hmm. So he was red, white. Yep. And then red, gre- and then white, green. Mm-hmm. Now he's blue, green. So now he's got to be like be Teamer or Sultai or Mardu or something. Something. Well, I mean, he hasn't been black yet. So. He hasn't been black, yeah. Yeah. But he went from like red, white, and then that color went into his main color. Went into his creature color was so white. So he's got to be blue, black next. Green. Yeah. So then now both are both have have the green from his. Uh, yeah. Adventure. So now he's got that's so I was like, does he get to be like blue black or like Sultai? Yeah, maybe. Just like works all the way through. Yep. Um, so yeah. And then what was it? Is Trigon Predator is what he kind of is. Oh, yeah. Now Trigon that Predator card was, was kind of a limited beast. In in like cube. Yeah. Like back in the day. And yeah. like now Trigon Predator was like a two three. Yeah. But There's like, also only three mana. Yeah, but like if you ramp into this, right. you get to play it on turn three. Mm-hmm. Like it's like just a bigger Trigon Predator. Yeah. Yeah, kind of cool. All right. I know you read the last one, but you might as well read this one too. This is uh, this is your baby, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No more lies. Uh, blue, white for an instant. Counter target spell unless it's controller play- pays three. If that spell is countered this way, exile it instead of putting it into its owner's graveyard. So, yeah. many years ago, you could play around conditional removal. Mm-hmm. But as the game has printed more powerful 1, 2, 3, and 4 drops, it's condensed when you have to like make your plays. Right? Right. No more can you be like, well, I'll wait till I hit six mana to play my three drop because you're dead. Right. Either uh, your your control p- opponent has like put you in the dirt with a Teferi mm-hmm. or your like tempo uh, player has just killed you. Right. So like no more lies is effectively blue white counter target spell for Pretty much most ranges of um like modern magic mm-hmm. and like when it becomes not relevant anymore it doesn't matter because your opponent is so unbelievably far ahead of you right that like you just get to like you just die anyway it's like yeah. oh i have eight mana so i can play my five drop and then just like fine i'll kill it it's like okay like I didn't need to, I didn't need to use no more lies. It's fine. I mm-hmm. will just kill it with my uh, other spell. Yeah. So, like this to me, like all the blue white control decks that play, um, um, make disappear. Like you just slot no more lies into it in, Absolutely. In, that, in that spot, and then you get to decide like, do I want to play absorb, mm-hmm. or do I want to play like eight like conditional but not really conditional counter spells yeah 
I mean, there was a there was a point in time way back when when like Manalik was a playable magic card in Modern. Yeah, for a long time. for a long time, and it was also if I rem- if I'm remembering correctly, like there was a minute where it was not a cheap card, no. even though it had numerous printings, because they would not reprint it anymore. Because it was too good for other formats. Mm-hmm. And, like, making this blue-white, like, it tells you exactly what deck it's going to go into. Oh, yeah. In, in like, Pioneer. But I also think, like, um, what is it? Gosh, um, the Rafine decks, mm-hmm. like, in, in uh, Standard, they're going to play these. Of course. Right? And, like, you know, if you were playing, like, Grease Fang or Amalia, like against control, you were like, okay, you can counter my thing, but like I'm gonna buy it back back later. Well, now you can't buy it back because they exile it. Yep. So, like, this does so much, and like, I know that like the math says that blue white isn't that good of a deck a lot of times. Now, it's it's gone on the uptick because of Amalia. Like, imagine that Mm -hmm. a creature combo deck. Uh, just the deck that only plays removal spells and counter spells is good against it. But, like, the deck always, like, feels like it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, like, this just allows it to have more cheap interaction. Yep. You know, they get the six mana and they get to, like, um, uh, Memory Deluge and then have, like, a chance to hit a No More Lies. Because, like, it's so hard to play around three mana. Right. Like, because, like, modern magic's just not meant for you to take turns off. Yeah, I mean, everything's so brutally efficient that... Right, like... You you get super punished for waiting until turn six to play your three drop. Yeah, and that's, like, assuming you hit six lands. Yeah. Right, so... I mean, I can see where, like, you know... Not that I think that mono green was a heart was like a bad matchup for blue white, but like okay, unless you get their storm the festival, so you don't have to deal with it twice. True. Like I see the like benefits of like exiling it, but it's just like I don't know. It just feels like a lot. Yeah. And now, granted, like it's not mana leak in terms of you know, it's not like um, words are words are so hard today. Um, it's late. It's late. Um, it's not like, you know, creativity, kind of the other, like, blue control deck, or um, uh, the various blue-red or blue-black Phoenix decks. Yeah. It's not like they just get, like, mana leak to stuff in their deck. Right. So, like, okay, that's fine, so we've made it two colors. Yeah, but, I mean, it makes it so you can't play it in the tempo decks, which I mm-hmm. guess is... I mean, you can still at play least it in there's spirits. that. <laughs> Well, true. Now, great. Yeah, but like spirits their own their own kind of things going on. Yeah, yeah. They have their spirit focused um, counter spells. But yeah, like I don't know. I know that like by the math, blue white needs to help. But like, blue white also feels like a very good deck. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, and it might just be that like. I'm playing, like, creature decks, and maybe it's fine if you're, like, Rakdos. Yeah. And you, like, thought sees them a couple times, and then just, like, 
oh, you can't draw cards because it'll kill you. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a really powerful card, and I think the the soft permission spells are way closer to counter spells now than they were seven years ago. Yeah. When, They're like, a little firmer than they used to be. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I mean, there are still, like... How many times have I played around sensor to only been like make disappeared? Yeah. Right. It's like, oh yeah, people don't play sensor anymore. But like, I don't, I don't ever play around sensor because they're going to get their card out of it anyway. Yeah. So, but where you might like, you know, I have a two drop and a one drop. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play my two first to play, play around sensor. And it's like, oh no, we just played make disappear. And you're just like, mm, yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like they just get way, they're way better than they used to be. So, like, this just, I think, like, if you're like an absorb gamer, like, do you just play this instead? Like, how many times would like absorb get something that this isn't going to get, like, in the super late game? I mean, like, randomly absorb matters for the life gain. It does. It does. But, But, like, they don't, they, if they play three mana counter spells, that's only that. Yeah. Right. Like, or like, if, you've played against a person that's like on main deck negate. Yeah. Right. Like that person just gets to play like this now. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, okay. Like, where you are just like, are you a psycho? Why are you playing main deck negate? <laughs> like there's, yeah. there are so many decks that you just like, that's a blank piece of cardboard. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, man? All right. He likes the negate. We do. So we don't have any artifacts. There were like six in the set or something. Yeah. We do have the surveil lands, mm-hmm. which um, are the temples on like steroids. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely better than the temples in every regard. I don't think there's any reason to play a temple over these. No. Other than we have all 10 temples and we don't have all 10 of these. No, I think we have all 10 of these. Do we? They did. They did all ten. Oh, all in this set they did. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's it's modern magic. We have to. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I guess they did. Okay, there is no reason to play a temple. So these have land types, and they um, enter the battlefield and surveil one. Yeah. So, I mean, there is some argument. Like, if you're a combo deck that doesn't care about the graveyard. Maybe a temple is better in like Pioneer because you can't fetch these. And like, yeah. oh, I don't want to put my like combo piece in the graveyard. That's like super okay. corner case. Well, then you leave it on top. <laughs> Fair. Um, <laughs> but like, so I was watching um, uh, Bryant Cook play uh, Lotus Field with mm-hmm. like three temples of mystery. Yeah. Right. And like, oh, I have a, a Leer on top. Well, I don't want my Lear in the graveyard, though I can win with it in the graveyard. I'd rather have it on the bottom, maybe. Yeah. But okay. the... So, maybe there are corner cases, but probably not. You probably just want these. The upside, uh, I was watching um, Aspiring Spike goes through all of his, like, every set. Like, he does a big PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. And um, he brought up that maybe, like, these become, like, one-ofs in modern decks. Because you now can you... fetch them to surveil. So now your now your fetch land is like 
gets gets you a free surveil. Yeah. Where, you know, uh, like having the the extra shock land or you know whatever you would play in that spot. Yeah. Doesn't get you that extra value, so you can like work in where you need the surveil. Mm-hmm. These were like lands I like. It was like they would never print these. I was like, oh man, imagine like in Dredge, you just get to like put a free card in the graveyard, turn one. Like, oh, that's like super good. Yeah. Right. You know, turn one, fetch, surveil, like throw a stink weed up in the graveyard. Then you're just like, yeah, we did it. You're doing it. Like, you know, you don't need it all the time, but like you have like access to a couple of them. Yeah. Um, like they're, they're good. Like the fact that they have the the land types to fetch them is really solid. Though I think the land types are there for domain. Yeah, probably. Because uh, remember, we weren't supposed to have the uh, the streets of New Capena Triomes when they designed this set. Right. Um. But yeah, I think that they're pretty strong. Though I don't. I don't think they're super exciting. Yeah, um, they're not exciting. Like- there's they're just they're, a bunch of like edge little value cases where like having yeah. the one to go get mm-hmm. w- might be good. Yeah. As opposed um, to like I'm gonna play four of these. Right. I mean it used to be that we always look forward to whatever the land cycle set was and like this isn't something I was looking forward to. Like they they're fine and they're definitely have their use cases, but it's not like this is a new staple land for anything yeah they strike me as like in standard these are better temples but not like that much better right same with like in pioneer in modern they are like a marked step up from temples but temples were not played like i said these are these like you play one maybe right like it's not like you're like excited about this right So, yeah, I also think that, like, it's getting hard to design interesting dual lands. I think it's getting hard to to design interesting, period. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. Like, there's some part of me, and, like, maybe this is, like, wrong to think of, but, like, you know, it might be getting hard to design interesting. Yeah. But, like... You could just like kind of match up, mash up, you know, mechanics that we've had that haven't been together before, mm-hmm. and like, you know, master sets always drafted really well. Yeah, and like it's not like you have to design a new like new mechanics for every single set. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to make all these cards ridiculous to have like fun games. When I said it's hard to design interesting for I, that, probably didn't. Um, wasn't exactly. I mean, it, it's it is what I meant, but it probably came across as not what I was intending. Um, what I mean is, a, a lot of what we see recently is just a plus b on a card, mm-hmm. um, and you can you can see that they're doing things specifically to open up design space, mm-hmm. whereas that's not how they've traditionally designed cards. They didn't need to open up design space with their designs. They just designed interesting cards. Yeah. So I don't know if I don't know if that's a you know a fact of the game being thirty whatever years old now. Like maybe 
maybe that's why they need to open up some des- some design space or if they've had enough turnover in R&D that maybe maybe they don't have the talent that they used to or I don't know. It kind of just seems like a theme that I've noticed. Yeah, like what I was what I was trying to get at is like you can have a game that is interesting mm-hmm. and you don't have to try to reinvent the wheel yeah. every single set and be like, oh, hey, like we need like, like you can recycle draft archetypes and just put like cards that effectively already exist in them mm-hmm. and still end up with like fun limited and fun standard environments. Yeah. Right. Like, we did that for like 20 years and it was fine. Yeah. Right. Like we made new mechanics, but like, you know, sometimes they weren't like super far out there. Yeah. Or they're like, you know, riffs on old mechanics and it wasn't like, well, we're going to throw these three mechanics on this card. Right. Hey, this has first, this has haste and, um, prowess and knockoff morph. Yeah. And a cost-reducing mechanic. And it's got to have an adventure, because we haven't done that in a whole one set. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that, like, you you could very easily kind of, like, keep recycling old but yeah. good designs. And, like, you know, oh, hey, like, this was a... Thraybird Inspector was white, but now Thraybird Inspector is green or something right. and like that's fine blue blue yeah blue's probably better right but like you know you don't have to just keep like oh man we need five new mechanics that are gonna do five new crazy things that are gonna all see play in standard it's like no just like make a good set that like kind of feels like the card game you had made for years and years and years yeah um like, you know, do we really need detectives or or whatever? What else were you going to have as your blue-white archetype? Literally anything. <laughs> they could have been Vidalkins. Yeah. It could have been blue-white humans. I mean, some humans. of them are Vidalkin, aren't they? Yeah, they could have been blue-white humans Yeah, as the archetype. Like, I don't know, just like we have taxis and limousines and magic now mm-hmm. in, like, a main set. I know we have, like, murderous space marines uh, in like <laughs> off off in the other parts of magic, yeah. But like you know, I understand the pressure that you have to like come up with something new and like that's been the thing. But like, if you came out and you were like, "Hey, we're doing," you know, morph and um, you know, morph and delve and like prowess. Like, hey, we're doing like this the stuff from cons again. Yeah. Right? But the cards are a little different. And, like, like I think people would be like, okay. Like, I'm kind of in to see, like, this. Yeah. Right? You don't have to be like, oh, well, like, they're all different mechanics. You've never seen anything like this before. It's like, no, no, I can see the same mechanics. Like, you can right. just put them together a little differently. And like, yeah. I don't know. You don't have to make, like, you know, cards that break three formats. <laughs> I say that, but like, um, okay, well, as we're going off on a little tangent real quick. So, uh, I used, I used to watch consistently. I would watch three you 
mm-hmm. and like the legacy people. And I'm yeah. just like, legacy's gotten so weird now. And the odds of me playing a game of legacy are like trending towards zero. Right. Like I no longer have interest in this. I now find myself watching like Jim Davis and Saffron. I've been watching Saffron Olive more for a while, but like mm-hmm. people playing on arena. Yeah. Cause I'm like, this is where I'm going to interact with this game. Right. And like modern kind of doesn't exist. And like, you know, pioneer junior fine. I'll, uh, I that's close enough to pioneer that a format I might play, mm-hmm. but it's just like, I've moved away from that stuff. Just like, ah, I long for simpler times. Yeah. Countdown to Modern Horizon 3 is on. <laughs> Double Coming face summer. Double face cards, no art, just text. Just text. Just text. Oops, all mechanics. <laughs> we finally found a way to make the wordiest card ever. We just removed the artwork from both sides. <laughs> we did it. All right. So with all that, I think we got a show. We got a show. So if you two hours worth of show, two hours, yes. Yeah. So if you want to reach out to on social media, Facebook, Discord, Twitter, all that jazz, uh, links are in the description. Yeah, make sure you hit us up if you're looking to support the show. Two ways you can do it. First is at casualtryhard.com/tcg. That will send you to TCG Player where you can buy your singles and support the show at the same time. We would appreciate that. The second is patreon.com/casualtryhardmtg where you can sign up and. Give us money every month. Help support yeah. the show you love. Get access to a couple extra perks and help us out. We'd appreciate it. All right. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets.